Welcome to the Not Old Better Show Fitness Friday Expert Interview Series. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 419. So many of us in the Not Old Better Show audience are concerned about and want to know more about longevity, anti-aging, intermittent fasting as it applies to anti-aging, and good diet habits in general. We're on the eve of 2020 and happy New Year's resolutions abound. Today's Fitness Friday Expert Interview Series guest is James W. Clement, author of the new book, The Switch, Ignite Your Metabolism with Intermittent Fasting, Protein Cycling, and Keto. James Clement is all about New Year's resolutions and is resolved to help us understand the science behind life extension. James Clement is best known for his supercentenarian research study, which he started in 2010 with Professor George M. Church at Harvard Medical School. Through worldwide collaborations and in his own laboratory in Gainesville, Florida, James Clement focuses on advancing cutting-edge biomedical discoveries so that humanity can take advantage of these anti-aging breakthroughs. This is an exciting subject and the research is fascinating. In our interview today, James Clement discusses how you can lose dramatic weight, ease chronic conditions, and stay healthier longer by flipping the switch on your metabolism with intermittent fasting, protein cycling, and keto. It's called autophagy and we can activate this switch ourselves. Within each of us is an ancient mechanism that eliminates toxic materials, initiates fat burning, and protects cells from becoming dysfunctional or turning cancerous. It's called autophagy, and when it's turned on, the complex operation not only can slow down the aging process, it can optimize biological function as a whole, helping to stave off all manner of diseases and affording us the healthy lifespans we never thought possible. It's the body's ultimate switch to life. So how can we positively activate this switch? How frequently should we fast and for how long? Which foods dial up autophagy or conversely turn it down? How much exercise and what types are recommended? What's the sweet spot between intermittent fasting, protein cycling, and ketogenic eating? Backed by a wealth of scientific data and featuring a gallery of guidelines to follow for fast lasting results, the switch decodes the science of autophagy and teaches you how to control it and maximize its profound impact. That, of course, is our guest today, James Clement, reading from his new book, The Switch, Ignite Your Metabolism with Intermittent Fasting, Protein Cycling, and Keto. Please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show Fitness Friday series via internet phone author, James Clement. James Clement, welcome to the program. Thank you, Paul. Good to speak to you today. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Thank you. Likewise. Of course. Well, thank you. I love the book. Uh, We're going to get into this, the title of which is The Switch. I I think that title is excellent, and I I really have got 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 a few questions for you today, James Clement, but I want to start at a very basic level and ask you, what's the secret? To a long life. Uh, well, that's a great question, and it's it's the focus of all of my research now. Uh, I spent um, uh, about eight years working with uh, the famous Harvard geneticist uh, George Church at uh, collecting blood samples from supercentenarians, uh, people who had reached at least 110 years of age, and I ended up meeting. 60 people who were between the ages of 106 and 112. And um, uh, I can tell you that uh, none of those people were really tall. None of them were overweight. 
And um, aside from that, they did just about anything that you could think of. So uh, some of them smoked, uh, some of them drank a lot. Um, and we, we definitely think that there's a major, in their case, genetic proponent um, component of their longevity. Um, but there actually uh, are tie-ins to this metabolic suite, uh, switch that I have um, talked about in the book um, that was primarily discovered by other centenarian and supercentenarian researchers like Nir Barzilai, Tom Pearls, and Stuart Kim, and um, really point to the fact that um, they turn this switch off and on much easier than the rest of us, or mere mortals, as I like to call us. Um, and uh, I think they serve as a good um, uh, viewpoint of where we could all be in terms of living really healthy lives into our first decade past 100, where I've met plenty of individuals who were still driving their own cars, um, making sometimes long road trips uh, to visit, you know, like an 80-year-old daughter's birthday party, and uh, bicycling, gardening, and even going around the world on a cruise uh, well past, you know, their 100th year. So, um, yeah, long, long life is, is not what we've learned to think of it in terms of, you know, being uh, stuck in a wheelchair or a nursing home. Uh, for many uh, of these centenarians and supercentenarians, it's, uh, it's really quite a healthy uh, time, uh, followed by a very short period of morbidity and death. So they call that squaring the longevity curve, meaning that they're healthy right up until like the last month of their life, and it's all compressed into one short period. I uh, I hope to be right on that path with you, James Clement. I, I know you will be. This is uh, an exciting subject. You refer to this metabolic switch. The title of the book is The Switch. The reviews are very favorable online. And, and it's interesting because not all diet books or books on nutrition even or books about the the, the role that our bodies play in healthy living uh, are getting some of the best reviews, but, but your book is different. So tell us what is different about the switch. Well, one of the key differences is that I started um, as a researcher by looking at the molecular biology behind things like caloric restriction, protein restriction, fasting, and ketogenic diet, uh, all of which have been shown to have really key uh, health benefits um, and, and very long-term health benefits. But what, at least uh, in 2013, when I started really diving into this, um, there wasn't a lot of information as to whether these were um, overlapping or complementary, meaning that you could do multiple things like restrict your calories, restrict your protein, and do fasting at the same time. And would it be additive or would they cancel each other out? And so I spent uh, one full year doing nothing but reading um, approximately uh, 2,200 papers on these areas and um, came to the conclusion that it was this specific metabolic pathway that was key to all three of them. And in fact, some experiments had been done uh, to show that 
uh, calorie restriction, which was the 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 most well researched longevity technique that we know of, um, that you could completely um, obviate the benefits by simply uh, inhibiting autophagy, and so that made me recognize that because it was um, upregulated, uh, so increased uh, by all of these different um, um, uh, nutritional styles or diets, that um, it was very likely um, that they were working on the same pathway. And eventually that's what the rest of the world concluded as well and is now pretty much a, an established scientific uh, fact. So. In reference specifically to, to keto and intermittent fasting and uh, the protein cycling that you talk about in the book, The Switch, this all uh, has to do with autophagy that you that you refer to. But talk to us about what exactly autophagy is. Uh, sure. If, if you take a broader look at uh, cells, um, basically for a billion years or more, there was just bacteria. And um, they evolved, and one of the things that they evolved to overcome was the lack of nutrients. So nature has always provided for organisms, um, including up to primates, um, this feast and famine states where um, uh, periodically uh, the organism can't get nutrients such as amino acids and, and sugars, etc. And the organism bacteriums that um, evolve to protect themselves during those periods to essentially hunker down uh, during these periods of deprivation and, and famine, um, those are the ones that we're evolved from. And so you find this in both the plant world and the animal kingdom that we all have versions of uh, TOR uh, in lower organisms, it's referred referred to as TOR, T-O-R, and in higher organisms like mammals, mTOR for mechanistic target of rapamycin. And this is the metabolic switch that inside our cells determines whether we're going to be in an anabolic state, which can also be referred to as a fed state, meaning that we have all the nutrients that the cell needs to divide, to make proteins, and to grow. Uh, or uh, it switches into this catabolic state. Um, and this basically turns on autophagy and it allows the cell to pull some nutrients, primarily amino acids, right out of the uh, cell itself. And it does this by breaking down preferentially uh, misfolded proteins and toxic proteins, as well as dysfunctional mitochondria and other organelles. Um, so it, it was a way to keep, originally, to keep the cell prov uh, provided with a minimal amount of amino acids so that it keep, could keep producing proteins and um, continue functioning. But over um, millions of years, um, uh, higher organisms have learned to utilize this process to do far more and long-lived um, species such as ourselves um, require this in order to get rid of toxic proteins and, and uh, 
uh, high free radical producing um, mitochondria. So we see that anytime this is turned off, um, you end up with all kinds of folding mis uh, fo protein folding uh, dysfunction and that that uh, equals uh, uh, neurodegenerative diseases, uh, as well as increases in cancer and and, um, and other problems. Thank you for that. That that's very helpful to to learn some of the specifics. Of course, we're with James Clement, author of the new book, The Switch. The book, as I say, has been getting uh, great reviews online, James Clement, and uh, it's exciting to talk to you. I, I noted in my my research of you that you're the twelfth person in the world to have your entire genome sequenced, and you are participant number 145 in that regard. I, th I think that's very impressive about you, too. And I um, I want to I ask you a question about, because we, we hear about blue zones, and we hear about uh, Mediterranean diets, and, and I noted in my research of you that um, uh, some of your research, along with some researchers of, of, from from some others, has identified that that some some other specific populations, people like the Greek Orthodox monks, Okinawans, and the Seventh Day Adventists, live longer than the rest of us. What do we make of that? What what can you tell us about those specific populations that can help our audience understand how to embrace some of this, uh, some of these notions of of uh, of diet and and to trigger the switch. Sure. So, if you go back to this uh, metabolic switch called mTOR, um, it's essentially on as long as your glucose uh, levels are fairly high, and you have sufficient levels of certain amino acids like leucine, uh, which is present in most meats and and dairy. And um, it gets turned off when you either restrict your calories enough or you literally go through, you burn up your glucose or you deprive yourself of these particular amino acids. Um, so uh, throughout almost all of human history, um, people have been exposed to regular famines uh, and not necessarily prolonged famine, um, even overnight fasting where you know, you would eat a good meal, but you didn't have so much that you were able to, you know, snack all night and then get up the next morning and have a big meal as well. Um, for most of human history, um, uh, this kind of, of um, uh, nutrition supply to the cells was somewhat limited. So what we actually find in these groups around the world that you've uh, mentioned from my book, the Okinawans, the Loma Linda vegans, and the Mount Athos monks, is that they're living more close to the land, so to speak, by which I mean they're, they're following a diet that um, is more similar to how people ate over the period of thousands of years as opposed to the last uh, 80 years. Uh, because from the late 1800s on, which I talk about in the book, um, food has really become industrialized. And some of the effects of this is that we ended up with a lot less nutritional food, like highly refined flour and lots of sugar. And we've seen over the course of 100 years, um, consumption of flour and sugar 
go up by orders of magnitude, meaning, you know, uh, many multiples of pounds per year per person um, over this very short time period. And the rise in the populations in these countries of diabetes, cancer, cardiovascular disease, and Alzheimer's, which um, at least in the early 1900s, doctors started calling the diseases of civilization because these diseases seem to be really prevalent in the West and almost non-existent in native populations of Alaska, um, Northwest and Northeast uh, Canada, uh, Pacific Islands where people were still doing hunter-gathering, etc. And so, you know, they would they would find uh, very low levels of hypertension and heart disease and cancer. And as soon as they saw these people adopting a um, more westernized diet, because as they would trade goods, they would buy flour and sugar and coffee and things like that, um, that they would then start succumbing to these same uh, rates of diabetes and cancer and heart disease. Um, so when you look at the groups that I've um, uh, focused on, all having different diets, um, either experiencing um, sort of a low-calorie pescatarian, you know, plant-based, but, but also fish-based diet like the Okinawans, um, the, the Loma Linda vegans, um, you know, who have very reduced um, levels of leucine, for example, uh, an amino acid that's mostly found in dairy and, and, um, uh, and meats, uh, or the Mount Athos monks who go through periodic fasting at about 180 days of the year due to their um, uh, orthodox uh, Greek religion, um, you find that, that these groups are much closer to the um, uh, pre-Western diets and lifestyles than uh, most of our society. And they have far, level, far lower levels of these uh, diseases. And so if we want to emulate this, um, we have to learn to uh, change our dietary patterns so that we're turning down mTOR at least periodically, and we're turning up this uh, restorative uh, autophagy um, side of the switch. And the book really goes into the different ways, whether it's keto, intermittent fasting, uh, calorie restriction, et cetera, that you can do this in your own lifestyle. And in so doing, it puts almost what you refer to in the book as this healthy stress on our bodies. Yes, exactly. So, um, you know, we learn to cope with different types of stress. And then over um, millennia, our bodies have basically made better and better use of uh, our coping methods. And now it's crucial to our longevity. So if we're going to stay free of um, uh, proteins that no longer work because they're misfolded, if we're going to replace dysfunctional uh, mitochondria that are producing a lot of uh, uh, mutational free radicals, that is they damage the DNA of both the mitochondria and the cell, um, then we have to turn on autophagy. And in uh, certainly the lifestyle I was living in the 
you know, when I was 30 years old and what I see in a lot of, of Americans where you're stacking until 10 p.m. and you're ready for bed. And then the first thing you do in the morning is to get up and have some sort of cereal or orange juice, you know, which is high glycemic and, and uh, you know, protein um, that you're never giving your body this break from growth. Uh, and you're, in fact, turning off the repair mechanism all the time. So the book is really about kind of finding a balance between the feast and famine. And, you know, this is, again, what you see more the now Dathos monks and, and other groups um, uh, building into their lifestyle. The book, The Switch, is really excellent, James Clement. And uh, we'll put up links to where people can find out more information about you, where they can find the book specifically. Final question for you, though. In addition to the book, wh what do you suggest to our audience might be the first step that someone can take in this process of, of really triggering the switch? I think that um, restricting the time period uh, that you eat. So if you change nothing else about your diet except the window during which you consume food uh, and you reduce it to, say, an eight-hour period or maybe even better, a six-hour period, um, that gives you a tremendously longer portion of the day, um, especially while you're sleeping, to have um, reduced your glycogen stores. This is the glucose that your liver and muscles uh, store. And um, when that uh, is significantly depleted, even overnight, then mTOR gets turned down and autophagy gets turned up on a daily basis. And I'm a big fan of uh, occasional prolonged fasting. So maybe once or twice a year doing like a three or four day fast. And there's, there's tremendous record of, of health benefits from this. Um, but it's not something that you have to torture yourself and do every single month or week. Um, you know, there's, there's ways to, as I said, just very simply make changes so that, you know, you eat from maybe 10 o'clock until 6 p.m. And you, you, you either skip breakfast and, and have an earlier lunch and then a, a good dinner and you don't snack all the way to bed and you don't snack, you know, first thing when you wake up. Um, I, I pretty much just have coffee in the morning and I, I have my first meal of the day around 11 o'clock and I don't consume anything personally after 3 p.m. Now that's, you know, that works for me and I can get all of my daily calories in that four hour um, window. Um, but I think it's, I think it's completely doable for most people to do an eight hour window and be much healthier than what's common. James W. Clement, author of the new book, The Switch, Igniting Your Metabolism with Intermittent Fasting, Protein Cycling, and Keto. Also, you're founder of the organization, uh, the biomedical research organization, nonprofit, Better Humans. We'll put links up to, to all of this, but James Clement, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for inviting me to uh, Not Old, Better Show. My thanks to author James Clement, the author of the new book, The Switch, Ignite Your Metabolism with Intermittent Fasting, Protein Cycling, and Keto. We'll put links up to where you can find out more information about James Clement and his new book. My thanks as well to our wonderful Not All Better Show audience. Thanks to all of you for a great 2019. I am excited about 2020 and all of our great new shows, topics, and interviews. 
please continue to send me your show ideas and your thoughts at paul at notold-better.com. Happy New Year, everyone. 